Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. That was a big man. There he's there. Locked and loaded, boys. Hey, hey. Fucking beautiful. The podcast first guest. This is a, a heavy hitter. A VIP. <laughs> Give him the VIP intro, James. Go. Oh, yes, there we go, boys. <laughs> the VIP intro. Never been done before. Look at that. How you doing, mate? I'm all right. I'm, yeah, pretty good, actually. Yeah, I'm having a... Oh, we're all having a... Are you having a drink, James? I'm ha- I am I stopped drinking. I'm on the water as well, James. I'm having a sparkling water. So, sorry, James. You said still water there, didn't you? I said sparkling. Oh... And, and that concludes today's interview with James. Yep, see you later. <laughs> uh, do you hate sparkling water? Are you one of them? Are you them cunt? We hate it. We, we, the three years really fucking hate sparkling water. It's me and Jamie and Daz were out on the sparkling water protest. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's good if you put diluting juice on it, but apart from that, yeah. it's, uh, it's pretty for the awesome. For the non-Scottish listeners, that's squash. <laughs> <laughs> the non-Scottish listeners, this place only broadcasts in a Glasgow radius. <laughs> Uh, so I, buddy, sorry, if we introduced who it is, it's James from Death of Anna. James, no, I just realised we've known you for years, right? But yeah, how the fuck do you pronounce your surname? Why don't we guess first? What would you say, James? Vic, Vic, Vic Gillardy. Close. Uh, Vic Vigoldy. Nope. No? James Gandolfini. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> the main man. It's, it's basically how you said it, Jamie. It's G- Vic Gillardy. Stupid name, right? Actually, I don't even know if that's how you pronounce it. Where's it from? Italy. So, not Dutch. Uh, well, Vex sounds Dutch, doesn't it? But I think it's French originally, but no one in my family's French, so... Fuck knows, boy. Here's an interesting little segue right off the bat. An Easter egg for all the, the, the podcast listeners. James, is the fact that you are you have Italian blood, uh, does that contribute to the fact that you're such a fantastic chef? Um, it's I'd say somewhat, but mostly just because I'm a fucking greedy cunt. I love food so much. Well, another wee Easter egg for the fans here. A couple of weeks ago, because uh, I'm a London boy now, because <laughs> I'm a, a, a big Londonite, uh, I was running at James's and he was cooking. What did you cook, man? What was that? You made uh, an aubergine? Yeah, it's just, it's, it's pretty boring, actually. That's not like a, that wasn't even, you need to come around on a good night, boy. Like, did, you make, actually... did you make an aubergine, James? <laughs> I, I, gr- I made an aubergine. I shat out an aubergine. No, it's just, it was just aubergine and tomato sauce. It's really boring, but. Not, not, not the cow's palate. No, exactly. It was a, 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 a sensation for the senses. But yeah, I reckon some, something to do with it, yeah. But mainly just because I'm greedy. How have you been How have you been finding it, mate? The whole plague thing? What, the apocalypse? Um, I'm, t- to be honest, like, it's no different to what I normally do anyway. I don't know how you guys are, but like, unless I'm on tour, I pretty much just sit in front of a computer and fail, try and fail to write music, and that's all I've been doing. So yeah, it's pretty much the same fucking thing. I mean, it's a bit boring. I can show you a few chords, if you like. Yeah, go on. What's your favourite cause, yeah. Jamie? Right, here's the bass guitar. Oh, the podcast <laughs> instruments. Uh, right. <laughs> right, so here's a G chord. On the bass? Yeah. Right, so, so you put your uh, middle finger on the third one. I've got a bass. Right. Right. <laughs> right. So, 
This called G G for uh, greatness. <laughs> you hear it? Yeah. Yeah, it's really brilliant. good, mate. Really good. Really good. I'll show you some more. I just do like really micro lessons. So yeah, yeah. Is that been keeping you going? Uh, <laughs> that's been funding my my lockdown. From the last time we were on the podcast, Jamie was telling us that he's he's going for a job as a fridge fitter. Fridge fitter, brilliant. Is that a job? Keeping it cool with Keenan. Within the industry, it's called the fridge game. So I've got a a day, a, a day course on the Monday, uh, from nine till four in Paisley, and then on. Wednesday and Bargedi, I've got a, a wee test, but the test is like a sort of touchscreen multi, multiple answer one, so it's like, if there is a fire, eh, what do you do? <laughs> Where is the safest place? The fridge? No, but it's, it's like, do, do I tell my friend Kea and laugh about it, or or report it to a supervisor? It's, it's, it looks pretty easy, although I've failed my two practice test so far there's quite there's quite a lot quite a lot of pressure on you because you spoke about this twice on the podcast if you fail it's going to be if we come back the following week and, and you've not got the the fridge diploma you'll be a fucking failure <laughs> we'll find it next week i, I won't be a, a cool guy you certainly won't be cool but if not then i've got a, a hot shift in the in the highlands Next week, with if I don't get the, into the fridge game, I've got a hot shift there, cutting down Christmas trees. Cutting down Christmas trees that are infected with aphids. How do you get into... How, they're two jobs I've never heard of before. How do you how do you stumble across well, they're, these? They're very closely related. Uh, Christmas trees, they, they need to be kept cool as well, as well as the fridges. It's true. Brilliant. Uh, very true. No, it's not, not related. I, just, I know a farmer that grows hundreds of Christmas trees, and I work with him every Christmas time selling the trees uh, and I get some work during the summer but what you need to watch out for is both uh, Clegs and Wood Wasp Brilliant never heard of either of them thank you though Jamie just for the for the listeners as well where can they find you at Christmas time uh, if they wish to purchase a tree if you want to buy a tree between and can you give us a discount 12 foot yes I can give you a discount what sort of percentage are uh, we talking 30 20. What percentage do you want? 100? 100%, 100% discount. If anybody wants to come and get a 100% discount on a tree, come to Annie's Land Morrison's, where I'll be there between the 1st of December and the 23rd. Maybe you, you can start start a hang with a farmer as well. If you push it on the podcast, you, you yeah. get a percentage Get him a sponsor the podcast. Aye, 100%. I'm pretty sure he, he would be fine with that. Aye, cool. good. That, he's, he's, get, a bit, he's a bit worried that the, the Christmas tree market, like, see with the social distancing thing, if that's yeah. still going to be hanging in December, then that would yeah. fuck up the, his premises and stuff like that. Like, it's just a wee garden centre outside the Morrisons, but it would fuck up the, the how that would all work. So, if there was a, if it does happen, then end it comes, I kind of give a 100% discount, but uh, mm-hmm. I'll give a... Well, since we've got James on the podcast, we should probably ask him some questions. <laughs> I'm fine talking about Christmas trees. It's interesting. <laughs> so let's start. Let's take it all back to the start, like a like a uh, desert island disc type of oh, yeah. vibe, right? So <laughs> never listen to desert island discs. But uh, me neither. Here's the thing: what do you do? So let's take it back to the start, James. Uh, yeah. When did you first pick up the guitar? Actually, kind of know this. I'm going to answer it for you. About eleven or twelve is when you started to flirt with music, wasn't it? Yes. Uh, Yes, it was. Well, actually, technically, no. That was... How the fuck... Did I tell you that? I don't remember. No, no, no. At the age of five, you had a guitar, which was um, a kind of toy guitar. But about 11 or 12, you went, might pick up this properly. Correct, James, or not? Good good guess. And yes, it was correct. But that was 100% a blag. No, no, not at all. I've I've been doing my research. None of you fuck. I've been researching this for the past hour. Where have you found that information? (laughs) The archives of the internet, my friend. (laughs) The dark web. Dark web. <laughs> <laughs> the onion browser. Fuck that. Um, yeah, pre- that's pretty much spot on. But I, basically, my granddad bullied me into playing the clarinet when I was a kid. Hated it, but it helped me. How about you at the clarinet today? I, 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 don't, I don't even think I can make a noise out of it. I was pretty good when I was a kid, but then I realised that it wasn't cool. And um, yeah, decided to play guitar and then, can't, I don't know. Like, yeah, you're right. You basically said it all. I've got nothing to say. Sign of a great interviewer to ask the question and then answer it. Yeah. <laughs> Should oh, I ask it? 
<laughs> James, should we ask Kerr more questions about you? Yeah, yeah, we should. Was Def Havana the first band you established and continued, or was there was there attempts before that? Um, like yeah, pretty much the first. Well, we, me, and so basically, we used to have a guy called Ryan who did like screaming in our band. But yeah, that, that, we started Def Havana super early. We were like fifteen at school together, and we basically just were kind of. Not, yeah, I'm gonna say it. We were fucking losers, and we just. Well, I was a loser. I didn't like football. But I was okay at music, but I wasn't smart enough to be like a nerd. So I was kind of like in this fucking limbo, which was basically the music rooms, which was even actually worse than being a nerd. It was that was the ultimate, the ultimate loser limbo. But yeah, we just was, we just had nothing to do at lunchtime, so we just fucking like nerded out and like learned Red Hot Chili Pepper songs. <laughs> Did you know then that you could sing? No, I, I didn't know then, and I never wanted to, and I still don't really enjoy it. I never wanted to be like a center of attention. I didn't know I could sing. I did it by accident because like. We we were like recording these shit instrumental demos and we just needed someone to sing. I was like, fuck it, I'll just give it a go. And it didn't sound terrible, so I was like, whatever. But no, I didn't I didn't know because I never really wanted to be a singer. I just kind of wanted to jam out on the old guitar. Great question for Darren there, actually. Um, do you have any aspirations to start singing, Darren? Oh, yeah. You should. I know I do. I, I have, why, why do you think I've got this mic? That's true. You did buy a new mic. Well, it's a nice mic. Kerr, go and give it, give it a radio shout-out to Darren McGawkey's new song. Uh, shout-outs to Darren McGawkey coming in straight from the west end of Glasgow. This is a big hitter. This is called All My Days by Darren McGawkey. Thanks very much. Thanks thanks for the support. What would your kind of music be, Daz, if you were going to start producing, singing your own stuff? Would it be auto-tuned or would it be like Travis Scott? Uh, I think it need to be. Uh-huh. Nice. Quite heavily auto-tuned. Um, but acoustic as well. Oh, of course. Like 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 Ed like Ed Sheeran and Travis Scott. I know they had a song together, but, but more more like Ed Sheeran. Come south of the border with me. That one. Come to the West End with me. <laughs> Come to the West End <laughs> with me. Um, do you think, James, that you've ever started off a gig any better than the time that you played Robbie Williams' "Let Me Entertain You"? Ah, oh, that was my question. Oh no! I, yes, actually, we have, and it was the, it was, oh mate, there was this terrible festival. It wasn't terrible. It was all right. It was called Butzerfest, but at the time, I thought it was terrible because it was like run by Christians, and it was alcohol free, alcohol and drug free. A festival, brilliant. <laughs> and um, yeah, we opened with the East Enders theme tune, which we learned. <laughs> what the, the the actual song? The actual song, yeah, it was good. How's it go again? Sing us a little bit. Yeah, but we we, <laughs> no, we all just played the lyrics. That. What's the lyrics? Okay. Oh, I don't know what the fucking lyrics. No, we didn't play this. I don't know what the lyrics are. Oh, it's an actual song. I think it's it Lemmy. I don't know. <laughs> Can we learn to love again? <laughs> Is it real? What's it called? It's, it's an actual song, but it's like a. I'm gonna say Can we learn to love again? That's my doorbell now that I'd stand in London. See, just for those who would like to see that, the, you guys open We Let Me Entertain You, where can they find that on YouTube? It's, fu- it's fucking amazing, man. Uh, when, you, when you showed <laughs> you know us what? it, I thought it was, that, I thought it was incredible. 
we put so we all put so much more effort into learning that than any of our own songs. Like if you look, <laughs> you look at look at Lee, the bassline Lee's playing. He's never played a bassline like that in any of our songs, but he fucking cared then, and we all did. Like it was. It was fucking brilliant, but yeah, you can literally just, I think you can just search it on YouTube. It was at a festival called Slam Dunk, so I'm pretty sure it's just like the first thing that comes up when you type in Death of Anna Slam Dunk. Slam Dunk's like a sort of Robbie Williams tribute festival? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> it's funded by Robbie Williams? It is. It yeah. is, yeah. <laughs> Slam Dunk the Funk. <laughs> but, um, aye, so Death of Anna starts in the music rooms, you singing for just a laugh even though you kind of want to still be playing guitar, you find yourself yeah. in that position. From that point, let's skip all the shite and go to when the first album came out. How long were you a band before that happened? And what was that whole process like for you? Well, which first album are you talking about? The one that I was singing on? Because we actually had one before that, which was like Screamy. Wow, world exclusive for LaFontaine's Care, who didn't know that. So tell me that. <laughs> well, we used, to have, we used to have a different singer, like this guy called Ryan. Um... So we released a, released a like... See, I only, no offence to Ryan, in fact, lots of offence to Ryan, I only cared about you when I had seen you sing. There you go then. Don't worry about it. Natural. Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah. (laughs) I don't even know when that was. I don't even know when that was. I think I was like 20. (laughs) You're only human, boy. That's good. You're only human, don't worry about it. What? Did you just want to be jo- John Frusciante? I, I do just, just want to be John Frusciante. I did, yeah. So that's why I started a screamo band. But no, I, <laughs> <laughs> but no, I did just want to like sit in the back and play guitar. But yeah, so we used to have a screamer. So we released, a, I think that was released in 2009. So I would have been 19 at the time. Or maybe 2008, I can't remember. But then like some shit happened and he quit. I think we kind of pushed him out. I don't know. But, but I remember being happy about that because I thought, I thought we'd go further without screaming in a band, but like I was, I, can't, I was like 20 when I wrote the first record. I'd never written lyrics before. I'd never like sung. I'd never recorded an album where everything was down to me. So I was basically shitting myself. But um, I, didn't, I, I actually need to Google when that fucking record came out. I think it was like 2011, the first record with me singing on it. Because a lot of your lyrics are very personal. Yeah. And sometimes that could be veiled by the, the, the kind of music as such, right? But if you properly yeah, look at your lyrics, they're deep lyrics. So yeah. how have you got to this point as a as a writer? Would, would you feel almost, I don't know, even comfortable writing personal? Are you talking about right now? Or like ah, kind of like, no, no, like now, because back then it's different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you know, yeah, so, yeah. But now to, to the point where, like for instance, is there anything you won't say on a record? Um, I think like, oh, I, the only thing I wouldn't say is like really slag, like I won't slag people off like say anything that's gonna like fucking fully upset this people is. yeah <laughs> diss tracks <laughs> yeah I won't, I won't drop any disses but um no nah, not really like I, I guess just like the first question to answer it like I don't the, the only reason I'm comfortable with it now I think is because I kind of had to be I was like pushed into that position mm-hmm. and it took me fucking years like it took me like five years of being a front man before I actually sort of like got used to it and even then I was a bit wavy but now now I'm kind of just just through doing it so so many times like what I don't know I, yeah I guess just through like it is literally just practice and, and stuff so just from doing it loads I'm now kind of comfortable with it but yeah there, there there's not really anything I wouldn't say like if I wrote stuff that was really really touchy and really would maybe upset someone if it made the song better I think I'd leave it in you still go yeah I think so here's another question for me that it's it's actually quite a selfish question. I remember when we were going to write uh, the setting album, I struggled a wee bit with, like, not the whole kind of, it's your sophomore record, mate. Uh, you better watch out for your sophomore record. <laughs> and none of that shit. J- just, more like, just more like the fucking, writing a guitar riff or, or a piece of music, a lot could be emotive. There's no sort of embarrassment with putting that out there, right? Yeah, yeah. But if, you, totally. if you're saying, if you're singing something that you've written, you're saying it, it's actually coming from your mouth. Yeah. So is it harder to write lyrics or music for you? What what feels more vulnerable to put out there? Lyrics, 100%. 100%. It's like, it's like, it's like someone's seeing you naked almost. It's like, it's not as stupid as that, but you know what I mean? Like it's, it's also like, like music, you could, you could potentially just say that wasn't me, but you can't go, <laughs> yeah. that wasn't me singing. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, that but, yeah, 100%. Like- <laughs> 100% lyrics are way way harder it's like 
like I, even now like I'm, I'm still like dubious to show people lyrics sometimes or, or sing them because like I might think they're good but what if someone like imagine you're looking at someone you tell them what you wrote that supposedly come from your heart or whatever and they laugh like it's fuck, it just destroys yeah. you like, so like yeah it's way harder like I don't give a shit if someone slags off my guitar playing so I'll be like I got it's cold outside I can't I don't know, I fucking got arthritis. <laughs> You've got excuses? Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, but I've got no excuses for, for fucking lyrics. So yeah, lyrics is always harder. I suppose you're right, man. Even the other night when we were, we were chilling, like, if we had a fucking, there was a good B vibe going or whatever. And then you were like, I want to play something, but it's... Aubergine night. Aubergine night. Aubergine night. Aubergine and tomato sauce. Um, <laughs> it was a fucking nice vibe. And you were like, I want to play something, but yeah. it's kind of dark. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's maybe not the time for it well it's and exactly it, that and it's true eh? it's true yeah 100% and you're even someone that I do I would feel comfortable sharing it with mm-hmm. but yeah you're right it's like even that like even something I'm quite proud of I'm still kind of like fuck what if I'm the only person that likes it mm-hmm. <laughs> it's always Aye. that I'm sure you guys have the same thing like mm-hmm. everyone does it it's fucking human nature isn't it you, you'd have to either be too dumb to acknowledge how vulnerable that is or be so arrogant that you don't give a shit what anyone thinks to not worry about it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Definitely, man. So when you're writing, do you take into account the fact that you've got bandmates? So in effect, you're maybe representing those guys as well or are you always just writing for yourself? So like recently, no. But yeah, every time I've written for like Havana or something else, I guess there's always been like a motive behind it. Not a motive, that's the wrong word. Like a, there's always been something. If it's for a Death of Honor album, like we have a certain demographic of fans or whatever who l- want to hear a certain thing. We've got managers, I've got three other people in the band or four other people in the band that I can't just do exactly what I want because they might think of shit or they might not want to do it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I've, I've pretty much always written with someone else in mind, but recently I'm doing like, kind of just doing stuff on my own. And yeah, I don't. I'm not thinking about anyone else, which is kind of cool, but kind of weird because I'm just not used to it. Is it more freeing, or is it? Does it come with its own sort of problems? Yeah, I mean, everything. It, of course, it comes with its own problems. Like, because with there being no boundaries, it's kind of like, well, what the fuck do I do? Like, because the problem is, I like. I don't know if you guys are the same. I like so many different types of music. Yeah. I, I just want to. Ideally, I would need to be in like ten bands to like fulfill everything I want to do. But yeah, but yeah, m- mostly it's more freeing. Like, it's, it's cool. Genre now is kind of, it's not really a thing. Nah. Nah, nah, not at all, man. Like, if if you look at that, 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 that kind of mean one's that mad 1975 album. Yeah. And it has like a fucking garage song. It has country <laughs> songs. It has yeah. a mad punk song. Yeah, yeah. It's, that, that's maybe that to its detriment because it is a bit. A bit all over the shop, but like people. Shout out to Matty, who's a big, a big supporter of the podcast. Big, 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 big guy on the Patreon. Matty Shout donates Matty. over a couple of quid every month to the Patreon. Shout out to Matty. No offense, Matty. An Keep avid listener. Avid listener. Uh, aye, that's maybe too much the other way, but like, yeah. no one, no one thinks anything. There's nothing, there's nothing wrong with that at all. I don't think. Yeah, no, I, agree. I totally agree. But then you do get people who are like, oh, it doesn't sound like their last yeah, album. Yeah, like, yeah. Every, every <laughs> single, like everyone, well, if you want it to fucking sound like the last album, why don't you fuck off home? And listen to the last album. Yeah, exactly. Because how can anyone progress if they just keep making the same fucking record over again? How many albums did Death of Anna do, James? Um, so we had the one with the screamy guy. And then I think, hang on. Four's my slides. So four with me as a singer and then another one. So five. Fuck. Right. So did you, <laughs> did you just get the lot. same criticism with every album going? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Well, actually, there's only two. So the first one with me singing... Because it was a massive change, we had an excuse because like the screamer left, so it was yeah. obviously going to be different. So right. we didn't get any shit for that. The one after that, I was trying to rip off Bruce Springsteen, so we got and I put on shit loads of weight and grew my hair, so I got fucking tons <laughs> of abuse for that. Jack Black, what did you, did you get abuse for that? Oh fuck yeah! I was like, this cunt needs this cunt needs to have a few rounds on the treadmill. <laughs> <laughs> I was fucking, I was, I was very miserable. It was bad. I'm sure there's if you go on the video for Boston Square on on YouTube and just scroll back through the comments, I'm sure there's a some some gold in there. So that one was fucked for several reasons, audio, <laughs> audio and video. <laughs> and, and people wonder why I don't want to be in the music videos anymore. Fuck me. And then, and then the one, the one after that was kind of sounded more like the first record. So people were kind of okay with that. And then the last one we released, people were just like, what are you doing? Stop. <laughs> so yeah. <cool. laughs> 
so but I mean, but, I mean, but mate, from from supporting his on tour, it's, it it didn't seem to affect ticket sales. Nah, there's some there's 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 enough cool people and nice, open-minded people that definitely like. There's always going to be dickheads, isn't there? Well, not even dickheads. Like I do it, I do it. If if bands that I've loved for ages suddenly release a record that's completely different, I'm like, ah, oh, what are you doing? <laughs> but then you look, but then you learn to love it. But yeah, like no, I didn't. I, didn't, I mean, look, yeah, we were lucky enough to have have people come to the shows. What yeah, bands? So. Uh, what bands can you think of that have released records that you hated? Um, so like. I'm talking years ago when I was younger. Yeah. Do you know a band called, do you know a band called Silverchair? They're from Australia. I, I knew that they were uh, touted as the next Nirvana at one point, but yeah. So they they used to be like really grungy, and then they released a record which was like classical music with rock music underneath, which I thought was shit at first, and now it's like one of my favourite records ever. Well, um, I, I... There's, there's there's tons there's tons of bands, but I just I, I can't think. Um, probably like Biffy when they stopped being like spazzy and like. Yeah. What about I the chilies after off. John Fashani? Yeah, I, I'm not into that. Like, but to be honest, I didn't even give him a chance after John Fashani left. I was just like, nope, because he's the main reason that I love him. Well, remember we had that same, we had that same problem where, especially Jamie. Jamie's a, a, an absolute fanboy. He's got seven. Yeah, yeah. We we chatted about the fucking chilies tattoos and our posters. He still has posters in his room door. Um, <laughs> man, <laughs> I got a red chili peppers poster in my fucking room uh, too. And hey. Uh, <laughs> Still tweets Flea and all that saying I love you. Yeah. One day he'll yeah. read it, mate. Yeah, One exactly. day he'll reply. Don't worry about I that. love you, Flea. Hi, I'm Jamie from Wisher. Persistent. Um, <laughs> but remember, we we get stuck. We only had that CD in the car, like in the newer one. And, and we, when what, we the one the after first John Frusciante left? I, yeah, it's the first yeah. one. It was uh, The Getaway, I think it was called. Uh, uh, yeah, picture yeah, yeah. Of, oh, I'm fly. with you. It was the, a fly. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm cover. with you. Flying a pill in the front. I, right. I didn't... I gave I gave it a chance because Josh Klinghoffer played the guitar on it and he was John Frusciante's collaborator. Drums but then, yeah, yeah, yeah. was he a collaborator? Uh, he played the drums in that and loads of his solo albums and and ah, done the backing vocals. So when that album came out, I gave it a chance just because he was on it. I didn't like it at first, but when we recorded our first album, that was the only CD we had in the car, so we <laughs> we listened to it and then it ended up quite enjoying it. It's not the same way for Shanty, but it was still yeah. decent. I suppose. Is Fashanti coming back? He's back. He's, I think he's, he's back, back yeah. Aye. He's back, but I mean, okay. he came oh. back and then COVID happened, so who knows? Because of all your tweets, Jamie. You tweeted him back in the fold. <laughs> Hi, Flea, you should get John back. <laughs> John Fashanti slid into my DMs and he said, uh, <laughs> <laughs> he's like, hey, thanks very much if it wasn't for you and your support. <laughs> and the I, podcast. I was, and the podcast. I'd be, back, yeah. I'd be back to being a hero addict. So I cheers, John Fashanti, for donating to the Patreon. And, Absolutely, yeah. big shouts. So, that, so far, we've got Matty from 1975, uh, yeah. John Vashanti, and Caleb from Kings of Leon, and Willow Smith, who all donate to the Patreon. Big shouts to you guys. <laughs> thank you for your continued yeah, support. You. Couldn't couldn't, be doing, couldn't have got James on without that that yeah. uh, monthly donation. Yeah, well, also, Willow told me about this podcast. Of course, I. Of course. <laughs> you know. Daz, you go, you've got questions penned. You've, Daz has been writing questions uh, all day. I did, but um, I'm too nervous to to tell you. Let's let's, uh, let's get nervous. I need to care. I need care to speak for me. <laughs> um, <laughs> one of them was. I've never met a celebrity before. <laughs> no, 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 that well, that that was that was one. Who's who's the who's the least famous person that you've met? <laughs> <laughs> so like 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 famous, but like the least famous. What do you mean the least famous? <laughs> Feel free to see us. I mean, there's so many ways you could. It, that could be like someone who thinks they're famous but isn't. Mm. Mm. Someone, someone that has some level of fame but a very low level of fame. Um, I've got a decent answer for this one. Not that you asked me, but yeah, I'll transfer my question to you. Oh, you go and then James will get the kind of waiver on. Like, I've, I've, there's so many. I just don't want to slag off people that I know. It's fine unless unless it, unless they donate to the podcast, but it's fine to slag them. Yeah, fuck them. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, I played at a festival with a band in Shropshire. It wasn't a festival, it was like a, a garden fet. So I think, so the band I was playing with just... What is a garden fet stuff? A, a gathering? It's like a tiny village and there's a wee stage and there's maybe a hundred or so folk there. And I was just playing with a blues band that were getting paid two or three hundred pounds to be there. So I was getting fifty quid or whatever. Uh, but the, 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 the celebrity that was... The main act of the night, like, I, I've, there's a picture of somewhere, was a, 
Ben from A1. <laughs> <laughs> and he had to come on it was dead embarrassing for him because he was like he had to come out and like say hello Shropshire or whatever, whatever the fuck it was but it was like it was just like a couple of kids running about and kicking him fit butt which one which one was Ben Ben's the one that had the curtains oh yeah brown, brown hair yeah uh-huh. just one on one that's he's not got curtains anymore but uh no, no I'm like, sure he hasn't. He, no. he, he must have been getting a certain, I don't know, he must have been getting 500 quid to just come out and say hello. He wasn't singing or whatever, but... He didn't perform he, with that then? No, then? he just came out and was like, hello everybody. But it was like, it, it was like, <laughs> there was about 100 people there or whatever, which was fine for the event, but it was like, there was no reason for <laughs> Ben, for ben to, be, to be there. He wanted to be there. But. Do you want to know a true, true story? I was genuinely looking at his Instagram today. Of course you were. He liked a picture of my board. I was like, oh, fuck is... That's Ben. That's <laughs> <laughs> fucking way. That's Ben hey, for you. I like a picture of my how board. Many, how many followers has Ben got? I don't yeah, know. I'll find, it back. I'll, I'll find it up. You, you keep talking about Let, your story. Let's say... Uh, let's No, no. Let's send for Ben. <laughs> let's send for Ben. <laughs> Maybe Ben can donate to the podcast. Yeah, yeah. I don't want I'm gonna. I'm going to see... I'm going to see Ben's got 18,000 followers. I yeah. bet you it's way more right. What was Ben at? I think so. I bet it's less. I bet it's. I'm going to say seven and a half. He's on Insta. He's verified. 71,000. Fuck. That's, that's a lot. Yeah. You got a, he must have a solo project. I don't even have an Instagram, so this guy's like hitting my bird up. Well, neither I don't even have Insta. What the you fuck? Get ze- you get zero right. followers? Zero followers. <laughs> Back on the podcast after our um, well, we have to come off in Zoom because we don't make enough money from the podcast yet to upgrade to the professional version. So please up those donations. But before we left, we were asking who's the least famous person you've ever met, James. Do you have one yet, or would you like to not answer that? I've got one, but I feel bad saying it. Don't say it then, because I, I, you've told me it, and, <laughs> and it will break his wee heart. So. It will break his heart. But I'll, I will, I will say this though: there's there's a lot of bands who are not very big. Not that that's anything, but there's a lot of bands who are not very big who, who act as if they are very big. Mm-hmm. And it's pretty amusing to watch from afar. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. That leads me to one of my questions, which is uh, not who's the least famous person you've met, but who's the most obnoxious person you've met? Um... Make sure it's not uh, Caleb or Willow Smith because Caleb was actually so nice. Well, that's funny because obvi- obviously we we jest at Caleb's. <laughs> well, we don't <laughs> jest. Caleb, Caleb made the free music for Hollywood Hollywood News and um, donates his podcast. But you've yeah. actually played with Kings of Leon. Yeah, me and him are best mates. So what was Caleb like? He was actually fu- well. I mean, we met him for like f- ten minutes. He was fucking nice. He was super nice. Like, no, I thought he was gonna be. Well, they, he could be an arsehole if you wanted to, couldn't he? But he was fucking well nice. Yeah, I often find this. like The, the really famous people are pretty nice. It's the fucking mid-level bands that are cunts. Because mm-hmm. they've got a chip on their shoulder about not being bigger than they are. I don't know. Like, I, th- I think before we were... When we were a bit mid-level, before we went really big, we would have been... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. A bit like that. You know? I remember that. Like, when yeah, we yeah. probably... 
when we were on tour with you, we were like mid-levelish, but just about to explode. Just about to fucking yeah, big time. And then when yeah, we yeah. got when we get the top forty album number thirty-three in the UK charts, when we yeah, go yeah. massive like that, yeah, like <laughs> I think that's when people would probably say we became our soundest. Would you agree, boys? Yeah, and it, yeah. it's been pl- plain sailing since then. Yeah, I noticed a shift in your personality. It definitely hu- humbled me, sort of thing, because yeah. I was I was about to lose the plot there, but then that that's the thing that sort of sweets taste of success yeah when you get a payoff like that I yeah I, once we started making loads of money yeah it makes all the hard work worth it doesn't it those those chart places they are brilliant I remember <laughs> when like back in the days when it was like fucking we were getting like you know like 40 70 likes a post they like and you're like how do you even how the fuck do you deal with this kind of like engagement do you know what I mean and you're fucking big time yeah your phone's just constantly like beating every kind of yeah. couple of hours <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's like having a couple of hours vibrating. It's like fucking hell, man. I am shattered. So, aye, but you get you get used to it. 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 You got to stay grounded. You got to stay grounded. So, what's your question, Jamie? Have me have a question for James. Well, Do you want me to answer my, my, the obnoxious my, one? Nah, it's fine. Uh, it was the most, so, I think we've moved past it. All right. I think you you handled it like a politician. We moved past it. So, being a pro interviewer, I, I sensed that and we moved on. Good man. I seen that a good. A good, uh, a good comment, you know, Viz magazine, and it was uh, one of the letters on it was um, make people pretend to people that you're a politician by thanking them for their question, and then saying it's a very good question, <laughs> <laughs> but, <laughs> but not answering it. Aye, it's a very good point. Yeah, thank you for that point. <laughs> Uh, but I just wanted to know your, your most obnoxious person that you'd met. I think the most obnoxious people are like, they're not always even in the band. They're normally like tour managers. So the most obnoxious person was probably Jimmy World's tour manager. He's a fucking prick. Or... American American crew in general are, all, are pretty obnoxious. I hate them. Fuck them. They're, they're, it's because they are little fucking losers who fucking... They just... Basically, they always just want to be... Oh, I say that, they make more money than me. A <laughs> hundred times more. But they just wanted to always wanted to be in a band, but they yeah. couldn't because they were shit. <laughs> so they they do the <laughs> shit jobs and they act like they're fucking more important than everyone else and treat other people like... I'd, it's I, I as hate if them. they're like, like, like protecting the president at some point as well. Yeah, I know, mate. <laughs> you, you, you're tour managing Escape the Fate. No one's going to fucking try and rob him. <laughs> Prick. They always have radios for some reason. That, like you're playing like I'm at. Yeah, there's no one. There's no one on the other end. Leads. That's a walkie-talkie that you got from <laughs> Toys R Us down the road, mate. No, he just fucking sellotaped it to his shoulder. Remember, we, we, we were we were ripping fuck it in the, a couple of podcasts ago. We toured with that band, the Somerset, um, and who was the boy that was on tour that he done? He was a tour manager. For, was it Metro Station? I he loved he loved the, the is it is that what they're called the Metro Station? What the guy from Miley Cyrus? Miley Cyrus's brother. brother. Yeah, Hi, yeah, I, yeah. But it, it, yeah, they're cool. He spoke station. about the metro station as if they were like, um, like Nirvana or something. I, I, <laughs> I remember him going, you know, you know, he's got that Cyrus blood in him, so you know he's got. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck me, mate. Have you heard his solo stuff? It's worse yeah. than Metro Station. Oh shit. Yeah, it's like, oh, you just need to look at it. It's so bad. What was this song going? Shake, 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 shake. Ten thousand fireflies. That's a different. That's a different band. <laughs> it's the same shake, but it's the same shit, though, isn't it? You might not believe your eyes. Fuck off. <laughs> that was the. That was the worst. We we done. That was our first um, time we did, we toured with a band on a, like a big bus. So who was it? You toured with Metro Station, or you no, no, no. We, we who, so toured we, with someone who toured with Metro Station. We toured with, with a band called The Somerset, who right. were big. Their tour manager, aye, aye, is also Metro Station's tour manager. Yes, aye, aye, aye. Okay, so he says, yeah, yeah, I know. You one. know how as they oh, come right. in and they, they, tell, they, they, they tell stories like it's like uh, what he what he actually means is he worked at a venue where Metro Station played <laughs> once. <laughs> it's like the type of thing like you can picture somebody at the moment who's like tour with let's say Lewis Capaldi and he'll come, he'll come in maybe tour with a smaller band he'll be like yeah when, when we're, we're, we're Capaldi I'm bigger than this I'm bigger than this aye aye they, they need to let you know I would tour with Capaldi we'd have like our own bus for the, the techs would you aye see when we played in, in we played in Glasgow at the garage and then they were going to a, a Celtic v somebody game 
This is uh, the band, right. the, the Somerset. The Somerset. He's talking. This is a Somerset story. Right, go. So we've played, we've played. We've done a full. I'll need to give the background to James. We've done a full UK tour with them. They come yeah. to Glasgow and go, Jamie. They had uh, either a day off or the day of the gig. They had time to go to a Celtic game. So the night before in Leeds or whatever, I was, <laughs> I was teaching them for ages all these Rangers chants to, to sing. <laughs> uh, I can't even think of any examples, but I was just teaching. Are you them going on. like follow, follow? We will follow Celtic. Like all these like Rangers I songs just they could change, sing in. Changing, changing the words to Celtic instead of Rangers or whatever. And, uh, they were they were going to paint their paint their faces green as well, <laughs> <laughs> like as if it was like the the Super Bowl or something. <laughs> like like the Boston Celtics. <laughs> you just imagine these guys showing up with green faces, sitting next to some seventy year old guy eating a pie. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> remember you done that? You done a video, James, where you were all wearing fucking football tops. Oh yeah, that was years ago. That was fucking. I don't even know why we're wearing football tops. You're not a football fan, aren't you? Not. I'm not. No. Is that trying to appeal to the lads? I don't even. I, 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 to be honest with you, I don't even think I knew it was a football shirt at the time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Did you know someone... it was sports? <laughs> a golf top. I don't know what it was, mate. I just knew that it fucking didn't fit right, and it made my nipples hurt. So. I don't know why. I don't know why football tops do make your nipples hurt. They just yeah, them. Yeah, it's horrible. But yeah, I pretty much. I think someone just gave me, it and I was just. I, I don't know. I was high back then, quite a lot. See if you <laughs> if if you could go back to your your early days of being in the, in the band. Is there anything you would you would change on the come up? Everything. Would you really? Yeah. Why? Because we did everything wrong. We never did anything properly. I always only, I always only had one foot in because I, I never fucking I never cared enough. So like everything we did was like half-assed. Everything was like. Nah, I'd rather go out and get fucked with my mates. I'd rather go on holiday. I'd rather hang out with my missus. Like, n- I never put my full. I'd, I would do everything differently, or I'd just start a different band and put all the effort into that. Because now I'm fucking thirty, and I'm not doing anything. <laughs> well, fucking join the club. You start a podcast. It's very lucrative. Uh, it's very, very, <laughs> very lucrative. <laughs> James, you could join. You could join the fridge game. Uh, can you put? Can you put in a word for me? Failing that, I suppose I could get in the in the Christmas tree game. In any game you want, I'll, I'll get you in it. Do I have to move up there? You probably will, so you're better joining the game that I'm going to join. I'm going to join uh, the dog walking game. I'm going to be a dog walker. All right, how do I do that? Well, I don't know yet. I've not looked into it properly, but... You need to do a test for that, no? I think yeah. we were talking about it last podcast. You need to have a snazzy name, so I'm going to be called K9 Care. That's fucking brilliant. Um, and, and you need to have some accolades, so I'm going to say that I've got a top 40 album. You can see you've got a top 10 couple. Um, I'm going to say tell the people on my flyer that I've over 12 million streams. You can you can see much more millions, and I think we could be quite a lucrative little duo. I reckon we should do it. I need a, I need a name. What the fuck can my name be? Nothing's K9 Kerr. That's just brilliant. James, how do you say your second name again? Gelotti or Vec Gelotti? Chadoggy. James James Chadoggy. <laughs> Sounds like Jamaican or something. Your doggy. Death. No. Barkana. I can't. Death. Barkana. You're clutching his jaws, boy. Um, I know, I know. Uh, but we'll come up with a good name. If MD, who All listens right. to the cast, would like to submit James's uh, dog walk name, me and him will be taken to the London streets uh, yeah. in the next couple of weeks. Down Oxford Street. <laughs> Walking them <laughs> down old blighty. I'm keen. Let's get into this. Do it, boy. Right, Daz, your question. Dog. Go. Hit him up. Uh, what's the best free thing you've ever been given? Well, loads of things. Main, like, but, but what's the best? Headphones, probably. Headphones? That's pretty mm-hmm. boring, though, isn't it? The best is obviously, like, f- drugs. Because it's the most fun. But the most useful is headphones or speakers. Definitely headphones. What, what, can, what can a headphones? Or shoes. Uh, we got like, we got um, well like Audio Technica ones back in the day, and then we got these like monster. I don't know what the fuck they were. They were sick though. Nice. Um, but yeah, guitars. Well, actually, you spend your entire. Like, it's the the best thing and the worst thing since being about like since playing pubs, you get free booze, so it True. develops a horrendous alcohol habit, but it's also fucking fun. Mm-hmm. So yeah, mm-hmm. probably probably booze. 
Um, also, shout-outs to, shout to your beautiful wife, Maria, who has hooked all of us up with... Oh, yeah, Levi's. Free Levi's gear. Come yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mate, I'm actually, I'm actually wearing Levi's socks from your missus. Mate, right she now. fucking... Do you, she loves you guys so much because every photo she keeps seeing, you're still wearing Levi's. Is that a tag I see on your own? I still wear the stuff as much as I can and tell people it's like we get it free off. I tell people that we're sponsored. <laughs> you, well, you kind of are. <laughs> yeah, but how yeah, much do we wear it? We wear it so much, man. We are, Mate, we're the type of guys that like we'll she, we will fucking rock it. She fucking loves it. Okay, there's hundreds of pictures of me and you in the same jacket. <laughs> what the, the the big the big Aye. camo one? We wear it all the time. I'm, I'll, I'll I'll make that Ooh. the display picture. What's up? You get fucking mad thunder. No man, not yeah, yet. Yeah. No, you getting it now? I just got some. Yeah, big. Uh, wow. You hear that? We got it. Uh, Daz, are you getting it in Glasgow? Nobody cares about the, the Scottish folks. Oh, weather. All, all, all the listeners Sorry. are Scottish. Nah, no, but uh, James will probably bring in some of those Ingalites. Oh, I'm starting <laughs> to get rain. I'm starting to get rain though. Hey, we'll hear it in a minute. By the way, this is this is the first across the borders podcast. That is that is brilliant. Well, technically, you're. In no, I'm, UK, I, no so. I'm, I'm not in the I'm, UK. You're in England. So. I'm English. These two are Scottish. Come on, you England. Free lines on the shirt. I lived in Scotland for many years. Can I pass as like half Scottish? Uh, wait, was it? Where was it? Trun? Nah. You said where was it? Where uh, was it? No, it was Aviemore, wasn't it? Yeah, very near Aviemore. Uh, there you go. Again, yes, boy. There you go. Well remembered. So yeah, I'm half Scottish. Great interview research. There you go, boy. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot. I forgot about that, James. I forgot you stayed there. Ah, someone, I, I someone wasn't doing his research eh, like we'd asked. So, <laughs> one of the worst interviewers on the podcast, Jamie. <laughs> <laughs> right, redeem yourself with a great question for James. Come on, he's getting bored. <coughs> I'm not getting bored. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> James. Who would you say is your your favourite member of the royal family? Doesn't matter if you like them or no, but who's your favourite one? Meghan Markle, obviously. Is she a member of the royal family now? Well, not really anymore. After okay. uh, a Fleet Food Fox said that. Uh, <laughs> Wait a minute. Are you going to are you are you going to are you going into your Hollywood news section? No, I'm just uh, uh, merely repeating facts. Right. Okay. But <laughs> uh, don't I, jump I, in. I don't, you, don't be a royal correspondent until the theme tune plays. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Yeah, so, uh, Megan, I, I suppose you you could say she's a member of our family, but but not really. In, uh, in certain circles, uh, absolutely not. It's frowned upon. Yeah, okay. Uh, well, she's my first. She's my first choice. But if she's not allowed, then Prince Charles, because he looks mental. <laughs> I think I think what's happened here though is because you've kind of jumped the gun. What we'll have to do is we'll need to jump straight into Hollywood news section. So. So for those who are, who are just listening, who've came to the podcast because of, of uh, our James here, uh, we have a section, uh, uh, one of the fans' favourite sections. It's Willow's favourite section. Certainly Willow Smith's favourite section. It's Hollywood News and Jamie's a royal correspondent. So let's play that theme tune. Hollywood News. Fashion. Fashion. Celebrity. Skit, skit, scandal. Take a picture. Fashion. Fashion. Celebrity. Celebrity. That's a big tune. That is a big tune. You know it's got to be a summer, a summer sensation. So royal correspondent. You say Caleb made that. Getting, yeah, he's, he's getting good, good at yeah. the production. He's a talented boy. He's a talented boy. He done, he done, he done the drums. He's, I didn't know he was good at production as well. That's pretty no, good. That's, he's, he's got he's got better than lockdown. Yeah. Uh, What's he use? Fruit Loops or something? No, no, it's not Fruit Loops. It's Reason. Actually, Reason. Reason. Yeah. I remember Reason. That's a, that's a beautiful. That's one of the three point zero made by Propellerhead. Yeah. Shouts to Propellerheads who who, sh- <laughs> who sponsored, sponsored the podcast. The podcast. <laughs> Right, so tell us uh, some Royal Correspondence news, Jamie. Well, I found out today that uh, Meghan and Harry met at Soho House, uh, which I've been to once in London with uh, a certain certain female, but I don't know <laughs> if you Londonites have uh, frequented such a place. Have oh, you no, been I've, to, been, I've been. I've been. I've been. I've been. I've been. There's <laughs> loads of it. So we've all been. Pretty standard. Well, we've... Uh, we're all we're all celebrities, so obviously True. we've been yeah. Of course, we all get given free memberships, don't we? I so went with a yeah. girl who shagged Stephen Merchant. How about that? Fuck off! Mm-hmm. Is that even possible? Well, I said the same thing. She said it what, was. What height? What height was she? She was kind of small, but um, but he's six foot eight. He is. Yeah, he's a, Work that one out. So um, yeah, she. Yeah, I don't. That. I don't know. Gigging Soho House. 
There you go. Really? Oh, I saw you did. Fantastic. Uh, well, so, Megan, and, Megan and Harry met there, and apparently Harry liked what he saw. But anyway, I, I, they've... Uh, I don't blame the boy. <laughs> so, the, apparently, apparently they've secretly bought an £11 million house after leaving Tyler Perry's £13 million LA mansion. Who's Tyler so, Perry? The guy for Aerosmith. That's oh, Joe Perry. That's Joe Perry. Tyler Perry's <laughs> Katy Perry's dad, aye. Is it? Joe Perry. Joe Perry's the guitarist from Aerosmith. Who's Tyler Perry? Is he? Katy Perry's dad. And Stephen Tyler is the singer from Aerosmith. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So what you've done there, Jamie? Is... <laughs> Listen, man, if you're not going to take Hollywood news section seriously, don't bother. Another royal correspondent that said that uh, Megan had thrown Harry under a bus. <laughs> so. <laughs> <laughs> I wondered what people had to say about that because I thought I thought well obviously the MSM obviously the mainstream media would just not say anything about that about about them being thrown under a bus and I thought if they had been thrown under a bus then surely that that should be mainstream media news. You need to go to Al Jazeera for that. RT. RT. That type of news. Thanks yeah. for that though. Thanks. Big big yeah. shouts to uh, for for that bit of news there. So I'll go. I'll jump in next. Um, this one's about Dan Walker. He, uh, Dan Walker, famous for obviously the, the BBC Breakfast host. I've um, never heard of him in my life. Oh, he's a big, big deal, Dan Walker. He took. To, oh yeah. He took to um, to Instagram, said that uh, he shared a rare picture of his wife and children during a sun-soaked trip to London. Um, where we're from. <laughs> where we're from. The 43-year-old presenter who lives in Sheffield with his family. Bit inside info for Dan, in case you there's <laughs> a shithole. Well, don't say that because Alex Turner's a big listener. Oh yeah, he's another he's another donator, isn't he? That's is true. No, Alex used to donate until his ca- his Monzo got declined. So yeah, I heard about that. <laughs> I heard about that. Sorry, sorry, Alex. Um, Dan, along with his wife and kids, had a busy few days in the capital, visiting some of the famous tourist attractions. Uh, his holiday snap showed him at the London Eye, the Natural History Museum. And he soaked up the atmosphere at the Tower of London. But the television star said it was uh, a long way from normal because of the coronavirus epidemic. So, sorry to hear that, Dan. Please visit us here in London uh, when the pandemic's all over. We'll be sure to make you welcome. And, and myself and James will make you an aubergine tomato sauce dish. Absolutely. Fashion. Take a picture. Celebrity. <laughs> Uh, James, have you got anything there? Sorry, would you like to bring... Have you got any news at all? I can't possibly top that, though. No, no, Dan Walker's I mean, a pretty got... big hitter, but on you go. It's a good one. I've, I did... I, I, I must say, I was scrolling through and I just found this one because the headline made me laugh. It says, um, Jackass's Steve-O has duct-taped himself to a billboard and he assures fans that he won't fall off. <laughs> <laughs> Can you believe that? I Why can believe you... that. That's that's that's, that's Steve-O for you. <laughs> that's probably the first bit, first bit of Hollywood news that I'm actually interested in hearing. I can read on if you want. I, I mean, that's, I, I didn't I didn't get much further. I that. think I've got it from the just the headline. Go, I, I've, I've got it. But publicity stunts are still alive and well during the COVID nineteen pandemic, and Steve-O just proved that in an extremely sticky way. Did you get what they did there with the ah, sticky nice. stuff? That's why they're like, ah, ah. good journalism. Yeah, brilliant. Um, before being removed by firefighters, the former Jackass star's latest antic. I wouldn't call it an antic. Uh, involved him taping himself to a towering billboard in Hollywood Thursday to promote his upcoming multimedia comedy special, Gnarly. <laughs> so, that's Steve up the back. Because there's nothing uh, gnarlier than duct taping yourself to a billboard. <laughs> that's pretty much it. Hollywood News. Fashion, fashion, picture, picture, celebrity. David Blaine to fly from New Jersey to New York. So, the reverse of the Sopranos intro. Um, <laughs> using using helium filled using helium filled balloons, and his major first stunt in a decade will be streamed on YouTube. Uh, the, the magician will attempt ascension, a stunt which will see him fly from New Jersey to New York. It will take place at the end of the month and will be live streamed on his YouTube channel. Wow! So there you go. Make sure to tune in for that one. Absolutely, big big shouts to David Blaine who once came to La Fontaine's and Death of Anna show and showed us all tricks. Yeah, he did, yeah. Where was it? Cardiff? Cardiff, he came in, yeah, exactly. Yeah, Cardiff, yeah. Uh-huh. That was very good. He said he was going to try and make whales disappear. 
<laughs> let's talk seriously. Let's jump into something very serious. Um, a real life matter. After that? Yes, of course. One of the best things I've seen during lockdown, hand on my little English heart, um, <laughs> your live stream performance you've done. Phenomenal. One take, one shot in a church at 2am, cold. It was a beautiful performance. Jamie and Daz haven't nice. seen it because they don't have the, f- the funds to stream live. They don't. They can't pay for it. I that. will send that to you if you want. But I've seen it. And I, it, I do it, man. It was Definitely. fucking phenomenal. It was very, very good. How Cheers, man. How did that come about? Tell us about it, man. And also, yeah, yeah. can people still see that? Um, I don't think so. I don't think it's up there. Cool. Okay. But Sorry, guys. I've I've got a... F- it'll probably be... Let's be honest. It'll probably At be... At one point. Aye, aye. Well, the dark web? Yeah, it's on the dark web. Tell and it. I sent it to like Tell I sent it to all the people that donate money to this as well. So absolutely, you can get in contact with like Caleb or Willow or anyone. They hundred percent. They'll share it. Yeah, Stephen Merchant. One, yeah, Stephen Merchant's got it. Steve O's. Got it. <laughs> um, yeah, it, it was. <laughs> David Blaine probably guessed the password. <laughs> <laughs> he was hovering above while you're performing. <laughs> he was doing the camera work. <laughs> There was fucking helium balloons <laughs> attached to his ear. The original version of drones. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us about it though, mate, because it was, it was tremendous to watch. I, I thoroughly, thoroughly Thank enjoyed you. it. So yeah, like one of, my, one of my best mates and like long-time collaborator and just like, just, yeah, friend really, is, is a guy called John Stone who like does, has done loads of our videos. Shout out to John, lovely guys. Yeah, not... Not a donator of the. No, of John. The John's should, a bit of a be. bit of a tight ass, no, but lovely not, guy. Not yet. Not yet. <laughs> but basically, he's he's just like obviously we all work in live music or like stuff which requires us to be able to fucking go on, a, be in the same room as someone else, and obviously we don't know when this COVID thing is going to go away if it ever does. So he's started a new business which is live streams, but high end live streams. So it's not just a, some guy with a guitar in front of a fucking phone. It's like proper full production, like lights and everything. And basically, at, the one that I did was kind of a, like a test to see what we could do. But we wanted to make it like big. So yeah, he, me and him just like talked about it a lot. And we just found a location, albeit at fucking... The only time we could get it was between like 10 p.m. and 3 a.m., which was pretty weird. But yeah, I just made some like different versions of the songs. And like I didn't rehearse it because I wanted it to be like off the cuff and stuff. So yeah, I don't know. No, we just, we kind of like, it didn't... We didn't intend it to be that serious. Like when he asked me about it, I thought it was just me doing a favor for a mate. I didn't think it would look that good. And then we got it back. And I was like, what the fuck is this? I, it's, I think on it. I think it's one of the best things I've ever seen you do. I think it's the best thing I've ever been part of. Fucking, I'm super proud of it. And considering like we kind of went into it with no expectations. Well, not no expectations, but no like, there was, no, there was also no pressure really. No like. There wasn't any... We all funded it. Well, John pretty much fronted the cash and stuff. Like, it was... Yeah, it was. It turned out better than I ever thought it would have. And it, I'm fucking super proud of it. There's something about it being, sh- like, all one take, man, that gives it this sort of... If it was multi-cam, I think you kind of think... I don't know if... Maybe it's the Cine, the, the Cine Academy, but you think oh, that's cheated or that's... Yeah, 100%. You know, it, yeah. it, you're, you're, you're with it from start to finish when you, when 100%, you watch the performance. Yeah. And it's, it's phenomenal. Thank you, man. Did Thank you did you much. not rehearse it, rehearse it at all then, man? It was just nah. like, just went in and went for it? Yeah, pretty well, cool. So, like, the first track is me playing, well, I say playing, it's me, like, touching keys on a piano, which I'm fucking bad at. The, so the only thing we did was I tried that song, and after, like, well, we went for a take, and after about 15 seconds, I fucked up, so we started again. I didn't practice anything, really. I made the, so the last bit of it is, like, electro, so I'm not electro, but, like, tracks that I made. So I made them, they're, like, totally different versions. Yeah, we didn't didn't rehearse it at all. Just fucking did it. I forgot the words to like half the songs. But that's something I will say about you, man. Is like it knowing you, you're a, a very self-deprecating man of your talent, which is weird because you're mega talented. So it's very strange to see you. I don't know what it is with you because it's it's sort of like you're up there with that shit and you always play it down. Yeah. Why? I'd... Why, James? Why? <laughs> Feel it open. Look under your seat. There's a gift. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Be better. Love yourself. You are powerful. <laughs> Shut up. Um, because I'm not like a cheesy American. I don't know. Like I'm not. I, I just. I, it's, I guess it's a defense mechanism. I don't. I, fi- I find it hard to take compliments. I don't really know what to say. Like I'm not gonna be like, yeah, no, I'm fucking great. Yeah, like, I'm yeah. Not, I, that's not. 
That's not. Um, but you're, but you're, not, but you're very much the opposite right. of it, man. You're like, well, it's, it's almost as if. Yeah, I don't know. I guess that there must be some kind of like embarrassment there. So that's probably. I feel like I'm in a therapy session now. Thank you for this, guys. I've needed this for a long time. I don't know. Like, it must be because like I'm embarrassed or something deep down. I don't know. Yeah, my immediate thing when someone gives me a compliment is to be like, whatever. Oh it's no, not it's, it's something since I've known you. It's something you've always done, which comes from a place of like people. People running about is like. Why the fuck are you doing that? that yeah. We all think that's really good. <laughs> I'll try and. I'll try and. You've got to work in that, yeah. mate. You've got to work in it a bit more. No, I, I kind of know what you mean. Just uh, when somebody gives you a compliment, oh, yeah. Oh, fuck. There you, fuck you fucking. Here we go. Oh, here, <laughs> here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Oh, poor fucking me. Oh, people tell me I'm great all the time. Oh, here we Dry your fucking eyes. I can empathise with that. Oh, I can empathise with you, James. Oh, I know what it's like just being a, a drummer or singer. Oh, people love me. Fuck off. Fuck off. Hit the M6, pal. Hit the M6. <laughs> <laughs> Me and Daz know what it's like, but it's a real talent, by the way. Yeah, you just you just take it in your stride. Folks say it was really good. Don't you go into a fucking no? Jamie, Jamie came in my my my. I went back up the road for my gran and papa's sixtieth anniversary. It was like a diamond wedding just at the weekend there. Yeah. And, and my family after they left was like, "Well, you're really lucky to know Jamie. He's a great guy." It's like, <laughs> is that fucking right, eh? How about me? Fucking <laughs> front man. What the fuck? Who am I? What the fuck am I? Fucking the plate cleaner. <laughs> oh, it's so good to know no, Jamie. He's so he just loves life. Jamie just loves life, man. Does he? I does he? Fuck off. <laughs> anyway, listen. Three minutes left oh, on me. the cast before we need to say goodbye to our best friend James. Question from each of us quickly. Go. What are we saying? Jamie, you go first. Uh, or Daz, you go first. James. No, no, it's fine. You go first, one of you. <laughs> you go first. All right, okay, I will. <laughs> no, one of you go first, go. When will we next see you again? As in me, me and Daz, I know you and Kel have kind of next streets away from each other, but... Bloody neighbours. Mate, you might as well still live in Glasgow. It's fucking mental how far away you from me. Whenever you want. I, I, I'm coming up to Glasgow. Maybe... Like next Tuesday or something? Or? Alright. See you next Tuesday. Right. Sounds cool. good. Um, <laughs> Perfect. James, if you'd one song you'd wish you'd written. Fuck me, that's way too hard. It's hard. I'll tell um, you what, here's a question. Will you think, let's ask the full podcast, less than a minute left here, right? One of your top five songs, I would say um, Could You Be Loved by Bob Marley is definitely in my top five. The one on top of my head is uh, easily Red Hot Chili Peppers. It means uh, maybe a Blur song too. Uh, mine's mine's A Case of You by Joni Mitchell class we all done it big thanks to James in the podcast our first VIP clap 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 thank you boys <laughs> legend um, thank you legend. for having me it was an absolute pleasure what a guest to start the, to, to start well probably to start and end guest season <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> what a guest what a guest who else do you know <laughs> no one so uh, no big <laughs> shouts to James it was a fucking pleasure Nothing but love. Thank you we so much for having me. Au revoir. Au revoir. Au revoir. Let's do our, our, our token goodbye. One, two, three. Bye. Bye. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> love you, boys.
some solidarity But I never said I'd treat you right Are you fuck your popularity? Speaking to a party The only thing that matters is peace and solidarity Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.